I'm Paul Wagner. Join me as I dig deep into the mysterious case of the Potomac River Rapist. Listen to Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's award-winning American Nightmare podcast series, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Demolition of the old span of this Potomac crossing should be halted. I'm Mike Marilla. Heads up, youth in Prince George's County. I will be extending the curfew. In Largo, I'm John Doman. In Montgomery County, there's now a push for a more anti-racist school system. I'm Melissa Howell. Wall Street ended mixed. The Dow gained 36. Nasdaq lost 116. It's 2 o'clock. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. Brave Ukrainians are cleaning up after two days of Russian missile strikes across the country. Residents have been sheltering in subway stations in the capital, Kiev. CBS's Charlie Daggett is in Ukraine. Ukraine's defense ministry says more than half of at least 75 cruise missiles fired in the onslaught were intercepted. Shot down, but while the Kremlin attacks civilian targets, many of its troops are in retreat on the battlefield. President Biden says he doesn't think Russian President Vladimir Putin will use nuclear weapons in Ukraine, telling CNN he believes Putin is a rational actor who thought he would be welcomed with open arms by the Ukrainians and miscalculated significantly. I don't think he will, but I think it's irresponsible for him to talk about it. The idea that a world leader of a, one of the largest nuclear powers in the world says he may use a tactical nuclear weapon in Ukraine, and the whole point I was making was it could lead to just a horrible outcome. The January 6th investigating committee will hold what may be its final public hearing on Thursday. CBS's Scott McFarland says the committee's final report should be out late next month. There's a written report that comes at the end of these hearings. It's required in the legislation under which this committee was formed, and that report will come 30 days before the committee is to end its work. Assuming the committee wants to use every day of this Congress to conclude its investigation, that means that report will be issued the week after Thanksgiving. Republicans are standing firmly behind embattled Georgia Republican Senate candidate Herschel Walker. More on that from CBS's Nicole Killian. Former football star turned Senate nominee Herschel Walker teamed up with the Senate's leading Republicans, Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton and Florida Senator Rick Scott, making little mention of the controversy, framing it as an attack on him. Now you can see what they're doing. They'll do whatever it takes, we'll say whatever they have to say because they want this seat right here. While Scott and Cotton are embracing Walker, CBS News has learned GOP leaders and strategists are increasingly concerned his troubles could cost him in the pivotal Senate race. Just a few hours ago, some residents of central Maryland felt something they rarely feel. Just before midnight, a 2.0 earthquake shook parts of the state, happened 3.1 miles under the town of Sykesville at about 11.49 p.m. Eastern Time. Residents of Anne Arundel and Montgomery counties reported feeling weak to light shaking. Some police departments got 911 calls from people who said they heard a boom or felt a rumble. Last year, a 2.1 magnitude earthquake shook parts of Clarksville, Maryland. This is CBS News. Proofpoint knows protection starts with people. Today's attacks on organizations target people, not just technology. Protect your people, data, and agency's mission. Proofpoint works on premises, in the cloud, and across email, web, social media, and more. In today's cyber landscape, your people are your greatest defense and most vulnerable security risk. With Proofpoint, you can build a defense that starts with them. Protect people, defend data. Visit proofpoint.com slash public sector. WTOP at 203. 
Wednesday morning midweek. It is October 12th, 2022. Fair and comfortable this overnight early morning. Lows in the 40s in the burbs, 50s closer into D.C. We're at 46 in our nation's capital right now. Good Wednesday morning to you. I'm Dean Blaine. We thank you for taking us along for your early morning ride. Transportation topping the stories we're looking at this morning for you. A last attempt to save the old span of the nice Middleton Bridge from destruction has been struck down this week by a federal judge. That means after a ribbon cutting later today, this Wednesday, the dreams of some to turn it into a path between Charles County, Maryland and King George County, Virginia, for cyclists and walkers alike will be dashed. The dismantling comes despite an attempt by several cycling groups to save the old span for recreational use. The court challenge of the demolition, according to those behind it, came after the opening of the new bridge was recently moved to this week from an expected 2023 start. We certainly were very disappointed. David Brinkley is with the Dahlgren Railroad Heritage Association. He says a federal judge told them they didn't meet the high bar required to stop the bridge from coming down. Now this historic nice bridge will be lost forever, and that is such a, 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 a tragedy. In court filings, the state and federal agencies being sued called the plan for the old bridge unworkable, unaffordable, and unsafe. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. WTOP News time now 205. Meantime, on WTOP this early morning, environmental groups are suing to stop the Beltway 270 toll projects in Montgomery County. The federal suit here claiming the project is harmful, unnecessary, would increase air pollution and cost millions for drivers and new tolls. The group say the toll lanes still would not address the region's traffic problems. WTOP at 206. Also transportation-wise, looking at Metro for you early this morning on WTOP. Metro Silver Line trains will soon be stopping at six brand-new stations, including stops at Dulles International and Loudoun County. While the public is not yet able to see and access the new stations, NBC4 transportation reporter Adam Tuss recently made the trip, riding in the same rail car as Metro leaders, actually. And Tess says it will be a very convenient ride, he thinks, for travelers going to and from Dallas. From a perspective of a traveler who needs to get from the metro platform over to the main terminal, you're going to get off the train, go down a set of escalators, stairs, or elevators, and then there's a moving underground walkway that will take you to the main terminal. Should take about five to six minutes. That's if you're not walking on the moving walkway, so it could be even quicker than that. Once we learn the exact opening date here at WTLP for those new Silver Line stations. We'll let you know. Just stay tuned in. WTLP News Time now 2.06. Stricter enforcement locally of the teen curfew in Prince George's County specifically will continue. County leaders say this morning there's been a noticeable drop they think in crime over the last month so they're extending enforcement until year's end. They didn't say it then, and they aren't saying now that the curfew is directly related to the drop in crime. This is not mission accomplished. Prince George's County Executive Angela Alsobrooks. We had a 59% decline in carjackings um, between those curfew hours gives us information to say that there is a connection. Uh, but after 30 days, I think all of us would agree it's probably premature. But county leaders say overall violent crime did drop noticeably, especially during the hours of the curfew. Coupled with engaged parental involvement. Police Chief Malik Aziz says a behavior was changed. In Largo, John Dome in WTOP News. Attention registered voters. 
by now, you should have received your vote-by-mail ballot application for Maryland's November 8th gubernatorial general election. Ballots will be mailed to voters beginning the week of October 3rd. If you would like to vote by mail, it is not too late to request your vote-by-mail ballot application. Please contact the Prince George's County Board of Elections or text VBM to 77788. On Tuesday, November 8th, all polling places will be open. However, please note that your polling place may have changed due to redistricting. To avoid confusion on Election Day, voters are encouraged to vote by mail or vote early at one of the 13 early voting sites. For more information, contact the Prince George's County Board of Elections at 301-341-7300. Sponsored by the Prince George's County Board of Elections. It's gonna be a cool you're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Good morning, October 12th, where the time is 2.08. Glad you're with us. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the gates and when it breaks. Good morning to Rich Hunter in the WTOP Traffic Center. Uh, good morning, Dean. Unfortunately, uh, still closed northbound 210 between Palmer Road and Kirby Hill Road for the crash under investigation crash involving a pedestrian, which occurred last night in the 11 o'clock hour. Still haven't got firm word when they will reopen the northbound lane. Southbound, though, is open and you get by without delay. But if you're going to commit to northbound 210, definitely give yourself some extra time. Uh, to get into that workaround. Now, if you're traveling elsewhere in Maryland, Beltway through Montgomery and Prince George's County is pretty quiet. There is the one work zone on the inner loop in uh, Montgomery County between 355 and Connecticut Avenue. Two lanes to the right get you by, but you get by without delay. 270 south from Frederick down to both loops of the Beltway look good. No issues as of late on I-95. The Baltimore-Washington Parkway headed south toward the Capitol Beltway. They are working northbound on 95 as you head north of I-195 toward the exit uh, exits for the Baltimore Beltway, exits 49A and B. Uh, the exit to go to the outer loop of the Beltway, exit 49A, is closed as a result of the work zone. The left exit to the inner loop does remain open, again, following the posted detour to get around that closure. Can't find the new car you're looking for? Try a Fitzway used car. Next to a new car, a Fitzway car is best. Visit Fitzmall.com for a good car and a safe car you can trust. That's the Fitzway. Rich Hunter, WTOB Traffic. We've got rain on the way, but not yet. It looks like we'll have plenty of cloud cover on our Wednesday. Highs in the upper 60s to low 70s. The rain, though, that's making its way in here for Thursday, and it'll be here most of the day. Some of that rain heavy at times. Highs in the upper 60s to around 70. That rain lasting most of the day, but clearing on Friday with a high in the 60s. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. Right now, we are looking at 58 degrees in DuPont Circle, 48 Germantown, 45 in Annandale, 2 a.m. hour, Wednesday morning, midweek, October 12, 2022. We're at 46 and holding in our nation's capital. This check brought to you by Longfence. Save 15% on Longfence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. The Invasion of Ukraine. Live updates 24-7, 365. Washington's top news, 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. It's 211 on WTOP. I'd like to see the doctor for a few questions about medical marijuana. Sir, the doctor is booked solid today and tomorrow and next week. Can you come back in three weeks? Wait, wait. Just to talk about a medical marijuana card, I have to wait three weeks? No, sir. Just between us, no one has to wait. I got my own medical marijuana card sitting at my kitchen table through VeraHeal.com. It was quick, professional, and so easy. VeraHeal.com? V-E-R-I-H-E-A-L.com. 
They have a library of medical marijuana facts and scientific research to browse. And you can pre-qualify for a card online in minutes. Great. But I still have questions. You can easily talk to a doctor right there online. Everything is private and secure. For reliable cannabis information and to pre-qualify online, join Vera Hill's millions of satisfied clients at V-E-R-I-H-E-A-L.com. Get started today with easy financing. Pay only if you qualify. Verahill.com. This is WTOP News. Latest now on the war between Ukraine and Russia. Russian forces unleashing a fresh barrage of missiles on Ukraine this week, a day after strikes that killed at least 19 G7 leaders meeting this week, promising Ukraine would get help to fight Russia for as long as it takes. As the G7 meeting actually was taking place, Ukraine was at the same time again being hammered by dozens of Russian missiles. WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green Tuesday morning brings us up to date. A missile flew over his house. It's a very distinct sound, and you instantly understand that uh, the danger is right here. And Yuri Sack, advisor to Ukraine's Minister of Defense. It was a sound which lasted half a second, and then the next second there was an explosion. And that explosion in central Kiev, it actually happened less than one kilometer from, from my apartment. It was a bit of a wake-up call. He was literally awakened by the missile, but he says it's also a reminder. You know, we've had air raid sirens, yes, pretty regularly, but we didn't have any missile strikes. He said he and his fellow Ukrainians are motivated and resolute, and a sign of that resolve appeared street with a big crater left behind by a missile was completely filled and paved over and Ukrainians were going about their business. JJ, there was some positive news about Ukrainian POWs, so tell us about that. Yeah, Ukraine says 32 of its soldiers, Hillary, have been freed and the body of an Israeli citizen who fought for Ukraine has been returned in a prisoner swap with Russia. According to Andrei Yermak, who is the head of the president's office, said that another exchange of prisoners took place and that this had uh, essentially moved forward and they're hoping to get more people freed in these swaps in coming weeks and days. He said all of the soldiers had been in places where fierce fighting was going on, and some of them had actually been considered missing. So these soldiers, he said, are undergoing medical examinations and are going to be reunited with their families. With the latest in the war between Ukraine and Russia, WTOP National Security correspondent J.J. Green. Talking with Sean and Hillary, you are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Have you been hit with a crippling cyber attack that stemmed from a third-party vendor? Executive Order 14028 calls for changes in cyber supply chain risk management to help agencies work with vendors more securely. Risk Recon, a MasterCard company, gives you the visibility to understand and act on risk in your cyber supply chain, giving you the clarity you need to do business with vendors who meet all compliance standards. Don't wait. Learn more today at riskrecon.com. Any Montgomery County registered voter may request a mail-in ballot. You do not need to provide a reason for doing so. Request to vote by mail. Text the letters VBM to 77788. That's VBM to 77788. You must choose between requesting a ballot by mail or voting in person. If you request to vote by mail but change your mind and decide to vote in person, you will experience delays when voting at the polls. Mail-in request deadline is November 1st. WTLP Sports Time 215. 
Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Good Wednesday morning, October 12th. Welcome to the middle of your week. At 2.15, Rob's turn this morning. A long day of playoff baseball ended with the Dodgers' 5-3 victory over the Padres in Game 1 of their NLDS, just as the rain hit Southern California. Former National Trade Turner hit a 419-foot home run to spark the early scoring and that uh, held up thanks to the L.A. bullpen's four scoreless innings of relief. The Phillies opened the day by beating the Braves 7-6 in the other NLDS Game 1. In the American League, the Yankees got a strong start from Garrett Cole in a 4-1 win over the Guardians. And what a finish in Houston. The Astros came back from four runs down in the eighth inning to stun the Mariners 8-7 on a Jordan Alvarez three-run walk-off home run. That makes him only the second player in postseason history to hit a walk-off homer with his team down to its last out. The Washington Commanders tried to squash another controversy before heading to Chicago. Ron Rivera apologized for Monday's stunning remarks about the quarterback play. I had an opportunity to speak to the players, and I was very, you know, up front and just told them, hey, that's on me. I should know better. Me of all people should know better, to be honest. I mean, I've been doing this quite some time, and for me not to finish my thought completely, I messed up. The quarterback, Carson Wentz, says it's all good, Coach. Nothing for me that I'm overly concerned about. Coach is a very straightforward, upfront guy, and he addressed it in the team meeting, which I thought was really cool, and what he meant by it all, so. I feel very confident in that. Wentz was limited at practice with a right shoulder that should not prevent him from playing Thursday nights. The Ravens' Marcus Williams won't play for at least four weeks. He's on injured reserve with a dislocated wrist. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. All righty, thanks, Rob, as always. 2.17 on your Wednesday morning here on WTOP. Welcome to the top stories we're following for you at TOP this early Wednesday. President Joe Biden says a slight recession is possible, but he doesn't think it'll happen. In that, he is in disagreement right now with major investment banks and economic experts, some of whom believe we're already in a recession. Russian forces unleashing a fresh barrage of missiles for a second day on Ukraine this week, a day after strikes that killed at least 19 G7 leaders meeting promised Ukraine that they would get help to fight Russia for as long as it takes. If you live in Carroll County, you feel a little shaking this overnight early morning. There was an apparent 2.0 magnitude earthquake in southern Carroll County late last night. About 10 minutes before midnight, the epicenter was in Sykesville. Howard County police say they received a few calls from people who felt a boom from the quake. Police say there are no reports of damage or injury this morning. And Angela Lansbury has died. She kicked up her heels in the Broadway musicals, Mame and Gypsy. And, of course, she was... In that TV series, Murder, that she wrote as Jessica Fletcher, Angela Lansbury, was 96. Stay with WTLP for more on these developing stories in minutes, where the time now is 2.18. Traffic and weather on the 8, and when it breaks, Rich Hunter's with us in the WTLP Traffic Center. All right, traveling in Virginia, 66 eastbound issued east of uh, the uh, Fairfax, I should say, east of U.S. 29 toward the Fairfax County Parkway, single file reikage by the work zone. Then between Nutley Street and the Beltway, you're also down to a single right lane. Uh, the ramp to the inner loop of the Beltway exit 64B is closed. The ramp to the outer loop is open, but it is reduced to a single right lane, so do exit very carefully, carefully there as a result. Westbound side of 66, work zone begins near Route 7, extends across the Beltway to a point near Nutley Street, single file right gets you by that work zone. Then further west, as you head west of the Fairfax County Parkway toward 28 in Centerville, single file right gets you by the works. And there's one additional work zone, uh, eastbound 66 inside the Beltway near Route 7. 
Single left lane gets you by the bridge deck. Works southbound 28 as you head south of 66 toward 29 in Centerville. Single right lane past the work there with an occasional delay. Northbound 28. No worries. Headed north of 66 up toward Route 50 and even beyond toward Dulles Airport. Pretty good ride so far. Uh, investigation continues northbound 210 closed between Palmer Road and Kirby Hill Road as a result of the crash involving a pedestrian that remains under investigation. Southbound 210, however, is open. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Your Wednesday looking like the last really nice day before we see that rain move in on Thursday, but not all bad. You're, you've got plenty of cloud cover during the day on Wednesday. Highs in the upper 60s to low 70s, but still pretty nice. On Thursday, it's umbrellas and jackets. Highs in the upper 60s to around 70 degrees, but feeling cooler late in the, in, later in the afternoon. Could be some heavy rain associated with this storm, too. Upwards of an inch in some locations. On Friday, look for temperatures back into the 60s with sunshine. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. Other regions this very early morning. We are at 47 degrees this hour in Chantilly, 58 pen quarter, 51 in Columbia, 2 a.m. hour, Wednesday morning, midweek, October 12th, 2022. And right now we are back down to 55 at our nation's capital. This check brought to you this 2 a.m. hour by, if I can flip it here, I can tell you what is brought to you by Newlock Home Design. The roofing experts call 1-800-279-5300. That's 1-800-279-5300 Newlock HomeDesign.com. Check them out. WTOP at 220. Good morning. Bustling markets, fluorescent colors, giant koi fish moving through darkness. Memories transform into modern dance when Cloudgate Dance Theater of Taiwan returns to the Kennedy Center to present 13 Tongues. Artistic director Zheng Songlong recalls childhood memories of Taipei to create a sensory feast. Don't miss the dance the Times calls sensationally big, indulgent, and visually arresting. October 20th through 22nd. Tickets at kennedy-center.org. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. True economic equity and inclusion starts with empowerment. At Melwood, a leading employer, advocate, and preferred service provider for people with disabilities, we're committed to building a world where people with disabilities are fully included, starting with employment. When more people are empowered through employment, all of society benefits, and we can build a more sustainable, innovative, and equitable economy. Melwood is here to educate and partner with individuals and organizations to build a more inclusive workforce, develop pipelines, and provide strategies for equitable recruitment, hiring, and retention of people with disabilities. This is National Disability Employment Awareness Month, so ask yourself, what's your role in the equity equation? To learn more about how your company can diversify its workforce by recruiting and hiring people with disabilities, Visit www.melwood.org. That's M-E-L-W-O-O-D.org. This is WTOP News. Police in the Turks in Caicos Island have made an arrest now in the shooting death of a Northern Virginia man killed while on vacation last week. Kent Carter, vice president of the Arlington branch of the NAACP, was returning to his hotel from jet skiing when suspected gang members opened fire on his car. The shooting incidents of last Sunday, the 2nd of October, remain very shocking. Police Commissioner Trevor Botting says a man has been arrested and is being held in connection with the shooting. In the last seven days, an arrest has been made of a person of interest who remains in custody. The Turks and Caicos Islands have been grappling with an increase in gun violence, believed driven by drug gangs and turf wars. Carter had been in the islands celebrating his 40th birthday. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. 
Alabama Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville is facing a backlash this week over recent comments during a rally with former President Trump in show in Nevada. Tuberville spent part of that speech criticizing Democrats. They're not soft on crime. They're pro-crime. They want crime. They want crime because they want to take over what you got. They want to control what you have. They want reparation because they think the people that do the crime are owed that. They're not owed that. His comments are part of a broader critique in the final weeks before the November 8th election. When control of Congress is at stake about how Democrats have responded to rising crime rates. But critics say Tupperville's remarks actually about reparations played into racist stereotypes about black people committing crimes. This morning, Jennifer Kobina Dungy, professor of criminal justice at Michigan State University, with her take and reaction when first hearing that part of his speech. You know, my initial reactions when I heard it, it was certainly one of disgust. When we talk about reparations, this is commonly associated with Black Americans being compensated for centuries of slavery. So it's about compensating Black Americans who are the descendants of enslaved people for the inhumane suffering of their ancestors. And so Senator Tuberville's remarks equating reparations with people who commit crimes is not only ignorant, but it's a racist comment. The senator ultimately was suggesting that descendants of black slaves are criminals. So ultimately, he was calling all black people criminals. Uh, and I will say, you know, it's well established in the literature that Americans, uh, particularly uh, white individuals, strongly tend to associate criminal activity with race and race with criminal activity. That is, more specifically, blacks are generally characterized and perceived as being aggressive, hostile, criminal, and violent. And so the senator's comment was directed to white voters and trying to evoke these preconceived notions that black people are the ones responsible for crime. Thus, if they are the ones who are responsible for committing crimes, then they're not deserving of anything else, let alone reparations. Who is committing most of the crimes in our country? There's a ton of research that shows that the public does tend to overestimate the proportion of crimes committed by black people. But according to the FBI's data that was released in December 2021, so less than a year ago, there was more than 7 million people who were known by law enforcement to engage in criminal activity. Of those who offended, more than half, 51% were white, 30% were black, and 2% were of other races. And then the race was unknown for about 17% of these reported known offenses. So I just want to really highlight, based upon the FBI's data, we see that 51%, the majority of people who actually engage in crimes are actually white, right? But there again, there is this perception that black individuals are the ones who are more likely to engage in criminal activity. That's Jennifer Kobina-Tanshi, professor of criminal justice at Michigan State University, talking with our Dimitri Sotis. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Women's leadership is elevating our world, and Innova is a leader in elevating women's health care. Innova Fairfax Hospital is ranked top 10 in the nation for obstetrics and gynecology by U.S. News & World Report. We are committed to putting women first. Our team listens.